Hi, I'm Zainab. Hi, I'm Danya, and you're listening to Girl to Girl. On the first episode of Girl to Girl, we talk about mental health during a pandemic, Kendall Jenner and privilege, and a few self-care tips you can adopt to help deal with COVID stress. There's so much happening in the world right now. It's really difficult to even focus your mind on one problem at a time or even one good thing at a time. Like, I feel like everything is happening all together. Like, do you feel that? that I feel like my brain is so scattered all the time. I feel like I have, like, it's so weird. It's like, you know, when you're like, this is such a bad analogy, but like when you're frying something and like they're just jumping around, I feel like that's the thoughts in my head. Another thing that hit me the other day is like, cause we've, do, we've been interacting differently, obviously since the pandemic started, but it only hit me how different this interaction is as compared to how it was pre-COVID when I went to the dentist, which is weird because obviously at the dentist, you have to take off your mask. How else are they going to check your teeth? And so when I go in, like she just says to me, oh, you can like, you can take it off. And I was like, what? Like, no, I'm not doing like what? My brain immediately went into like, no, that's not how this works. And then we were interacting like face to face with her mask on, obviously with mine off. And it was so weird. Like I hadn't done quote unquote, like normal interaction like that in so long. It was, it shook me. And then for three consecutive days, I was at the dentist, just getting like all this work done. And every day I was like, this is not normal. Like, what is this? That's that's so funny because I literally went to the dentist. I don't know if it was yesterday, and I felt the exact same thing. Like I walked into her office and like I love my dentist. I'm just gonna say this. Like, if she's ever gonna listen to this, I want her to know I love her. She's so much fun. But you know, I walked in and she's like, Hey babes, how's it going? And I'm just like, This is so weird. Like she was like in a gown and like had her mask on and then had like the nurse or whatever give her gloves and stuff and I'm just chilling there and she's like yeah take off your mask and I'm like like no really weird I was like I feel like it's a part of me now like I don't want to take it off like this is me this is who I am um yeah it's crazy honestly, I would rather be attached to my mask than not wear it at all mm-hmm. like, yeah this has been this has been an interesting sort of conversation the thing with me and masks also that I want to point out that I feel like a lot of people who are very claustrophobic or a lot of people have experienced trauma I've researched this for one of for an article I was writing and it was interesting to see this perspective in that people who because we just went to saying like we've got to wear a mask like obviously it's the most responsible thing to do and it's the most kind thing you can do during this this time and I'm a very claustrophobic person, like a very, very claustrophobic person. Like I have refused since we started wearing masks and interacting in this way to go to any place where I have to sit there for long periods of time with a mask on. So I have not gone to get my hair done. Nails neglected, not happening. Anything that takes a, like you have to be sitting there or like my roommate got her eyelashes done and I thought that was crazy. I was like, absolutely not. That's just like my example. People have gone through trauma where, you know, someone has put a um, a hand over their mouth or something like that has happened where they're being forced to be in a space or forced to do something. For them, it's even more so traumatic. So when you see the way that some people are approaching this in a more selfish manner, 
is just a little bit alarming. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's very interesting to look at it in that way because, like, the way you were saying it, like, for example, with you, you're really claustrophobic. And you know, thinking back, I was thinking, okay, well, like, for example, another side to it is like for me, I'm very paranoid, so I don't want to go into large spaces. I don't want to, so I'm not claustrophobic but I don't want to go into large spaces and I don't want to go into spaces where I have to wear a mask because there's so like there's so many people like obviously I'll wear a mask wherever I go but like I would much prefer I would much rather prefer I'm in my car or I am outdoors on my own with my family whatever like not really interacting with people I know a lot of people have like been seeing friends or which is fine again like I think to an extent like people are allowed to make their own choices as long as it's not like super detrimental or careless which happens but we'll get to that um but like for me that's not even an option like and it wasn't for the longest period of time because I was like well even if I trust my friends which I'm like of course if they're my friends I do but I don't know where their parents are going or where their siblings are going and it's like it's either you are comfortable enough with someone to ask them that which again isn't necessarily my business because that's their problem that's their family um or you just don't take the chance and you don't meet them I guess it's coming back to what you said right like there are a lot of people that feel lots of different ways but still like wear masks and are careful whereas there are people that are just like plain irresponsible and selfish and it's like yeah they're not even attributing it to anything it's just like oh it's freedom of choice. I don't want to do this. And it's like, no, it it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting also because that's a great point of like you talking about how you navigate these conversations with your friends, because that has been something that's so new to me and honestly has gone like really bad at times and has been misinterpreted. But there have been like rocky times where I wanted to, or friend has wanted to meet me. And I have not, and I, I've seen their Instagram, I've seen their social media, and I know they're going out. And they're going out to places that are really crowded. And it's so difficult. Like, how do you navigate that conversation of like, you know, I want to meet you, but then also like, don't offend you because I don't want to, like, I'm, you know, it's just so difficult. Okay, well, I live with my parents. Like, at some point, it's like not about you anymore. It's like not about me. You know, it extends to my parents as well. And I think it's different in the sense that now I'm thinking like 10 times more, I'm thinking you know, what, like, even if, let's say, like, I'm asymptomatic, or, like, my mind goes so far ahead, I'm, like, even if it, like, even if it doesn't affect me, I could be a carrier, and I'm, like, you know, passing it on, and I don't know, I think it's, like, like, like you mentioned, navigating these conversations is hard, but also necessary, like, I feel like Mm. with some of my friends who I am quite close to, I know their family, I've been able to say, like, yeah, I'm not really going out, they're, like, okay, yeah, like, same like my dad is high risk my mom is high risk I'm not going out either um but then with some people it's been quite the opposite and I a while ago a publication I was working with actually threw this pitch out there they were like oh if somebody wants to write about being peer pressured to go out in COVID like let us know and I was like it literally like went over my head I was like oh that's not even a thing until it happened to me Mm. and it's realizing like peer pressure is actually manifesting and like coming through at times like these and it's really yeah like do you want to expand on that and how that because I haven't experienced that for me it's like people around me know that I'm a really like no bs sort of person so if you are being irresponsible like love you but just not going to hang out with you 
how do you find yourself navigating that conversation? I'd like to think that I am a, you know, strong, opinionated person, you know, that holds her own and holds her ground. But for some reason, this has been a conversation I've been struggling to have with people, which I don't even know why, you know, like, I think that it's a, you know, above anything, it's the most valid is the most valid sort of not even excuse because it's not an excuse, but it's the most valid reason you could give someone saying like, Hey, I don't want to hang out because it's putting my life at risk or putting people I care about at risk, or even at the, like, even just saying it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I think that's okay. That, that that's warranted. You're allowed to use that as your reasoning. Um, but for some reason, I don't even think I've gotten there yet. Like, I think I, have made excuses and said like oh tonight's not a good night or oh I'm busy and like oh work has been really crazy oh work and school is hard which again pro- probably all of those things have been true to some extent but the reality is if I was going to be honest I would say you know hey I'm not comfortable going out in COVID period mm. so I don't know I think it's a very it's a very new sort of dynamic to be in, but I think a lot of people might be going through it and might find themselves in the same situation. For me, it's more so like, is my action going to determine the course of someone else's life? Because it is that deep. And I think that's what people don't understand. And the other day I had a really good friend of mine say something, which is really alarming. And this is how I navigated it. And she kind of just said, oh, you know, if I was meant to get COVID, I would have gotten it by now. It is what it is. When I heard that, I was genuinely surprised. And so I reached out, followed my gut feeling. Usually I'm a Libra. That's just what I do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out. I'm going to just ask what's going on. So I was like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> I literally went, hey. Yeah, I was like, are you actually like, are you okay? Because if you're saying, if I was going to get it, I'm going to get it. That's kind of you being responsible about your health too. Just because you're young doesn't mean it's not going to have any long lasting effects. And so I reached out and I was like, hey, like I want to, I couldn't, she'd been asking to hang out with me. So I was like, I want to hang out with you. But realistically, I live with two other people too. And so in order to be safe, I need to know that you're being safe. Yeah. And then we had a very candid conversation and she was like, I just said it in passing. I didn't mean it like that. I was like, I hope so, because it can be really difficult. And being an international student away from home, your support base that you build here, especially during a time like this, is really important, whether it be virtually or in person. I made her pinky promise. We pinky yeah. promised each other. Now you know she's telling you the truth. Maybe I should have used that. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, I, I think that's a very smart way to approach it, I will say. But I also think to some extent, like at the end of the day, all we can do is take people's word for it, you know, Mm. but sometimes it's like when your words contradict your actions, it's like, well, at this point, your word doesn't mean very much. So for example, like a friend that I have that has been, you know, quote unquote, peer pressuring me to go out when I brought up like this concern in passing again me being the not confrontational person that I am (laughs) I think I said something like oh um I know somebody that's gotten COVID from doing xyz you know or like going to a staycation or like you know going to a different city or like being in a group of people and she said well we've been around each other this whole time anyway as long as one of us had it we'd all get it or like we're already exposed to each other like none of that stuff helps just in my opinion like I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking like 
what I want to hear when I'm telling you when I'm when I'm telling you I'm concerned is oh here's how safe I'm realistically being here's how safe everybody in the circle is but it's like if that's not addressed then it leads me to believe that you're not being safe right and that's why your only answer is oh we've been together anyway like no yeah I completely agree I think this is the prime time for honesty (laughs) I'm thinking it's because this pandemic as is causes so much anxiety for folks and I'm just thinking that's even more elevated when you need to have conversations like these in an already heavy and intense time um and I think like that's something I've been saying to my friends since the start I've been saying like you know the world is already so intense and so heavy right now like now is the time when like you shouldn't try to make things worse on other people. I think with confrontation, it is a two-way street. And I think that if you are put in a position where you do have to confront someone about something, it's a really overwhelming feeling, especially if you do have, if you add a layer of anxiety or depression or any other form of um, mental health issues, of course. And you're right, there's studies shown that during the pandemic, like you're a law for a lot of folks, their mental health has just deteriorated. And that's because everything is a form of anxiety, like we just talked about. And yeah. I think that the burden doesn't fall on you to explain why you don't want to, why you don't want to um, hang out with someone or, you know, because it's just not safe. I think the burden of that confrontation falls onto the person who's asking why. And I think they should become a perspective of, hey, like, have I done something or can I change my behaviors in any way? Hey, like, are you doing okay? You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, you know what? Let's just hang out virtually. I think that that type of confrontation is so needed. And ter- like, just to sit, just to be there for one another in a way, like if your friend's not comfortable meeting you, respect that, you know? It's so important right now to kind of do that sort of thing where it's like, hey, are you good? Like checking in on your friends. And I, don't, I know like everyone has been preaching that for the longest time. They're like, oh, checking on people. You never know what they're going through. But I think like now more than ever, especially because for some people, they might be feeling really disconnected for people that might not be in an environment that's comfortable, you know, or, and that's not even necessarily like, there are definitely people that might be in abusive households or households where, you know, there are extremes, but there are also folks that might be living outside of their hometown and they're just like not comfortable in that space, you know, or there are people with anxiety through the roof. And I think it's so important to just meet them where they're at. There's so much research that shows that women are the ones who have been suffering disproportionately as of the the consequences of this pandemic whether it be job loss and this is one thing people don't understand about mental health I think is that everything affects it like it's not something that just goes away and financial struggles are probably one of the main reasons why a women choose to stay in abusive relationships um, or have to remain rather or just reasons why their mental health is deteriorated. I think now is a great time. You're so right to just text that friend. Be like, are you, you doing okay? Are you hanging in there? Trying to get on a quick call? Meet them where they're at. I really like that. Meet them where they're at because you don't want to be another reason why or another added stress into their life at the moment. There's no reason for that. Jenner. Miss Kendall Jenner. 
I don't even know where to start. And here's the thing. I'm going to disclaim this. Yeah. She is not the only person who we are going to talk about here as an example of privilege during a pandemic and how our privilege affects us differently in different ways. There are many people out there. This being the most recent one is why I think it's relevant to 100%. talk about it. Go ahead. What are your general thoughts? Oh, <laughs> where to begin? I swear to God, when you were like, we need to talk about this, my brain was like, I know exactly where this is going. I think we talk about privilege in everyday life and it's so apparent, but now especially it's one of those moments where it's like really heightened where you can look at people and be like hmm you're privileged and you act like it they just don't care and it's because they're privileged like it's not going to be somebody that can't afford health care it's not going to be somebody that has folks in their family that are high risk it's not going to be somebody that is high risk themselves it's always going to be the people that like don't care because they're like oh if I get it like I can just call a doctor to come home and fix me up like in my house. Um, and maybe that's a really dumb example, but it's like, that's kind of the thought process. That's kind of how people think about it. And yeah. that's, that's my general take on it. I, I want to hear yours before we get into like the nitty gritty and name calling. Here's the thing. Okay. I have <laughs> discussed the Kardashians at, at like extreme lengths. And it's not from a place of, like hate so to speak it's not from a place of like oh my god like kim kardashian this is that not not from a place of pettiness the number one thing that's always come up for me which i think this is a great example of is what happens when people who hold tremendous privilege tremendous power do it in a way where they know that they're holding privilege, but they don't want to show people that or want to pretend like I'm just an everyday normal person. You can't hold me accountable for things. Like, no, you make the money. You are white. You are able to have a privilege in this world that some people are not do not have access to. You have such an influence over young people who follow you. And this is not me saying that celebrities like this should be held in a harsher light 24 seven at all. I think everyone is human makes mistakes, but this is not a, just a mistake, right? This has real life consequences. An example that I would give also of what I'm talking about would be this activist, Jamila Jamil. She has, is great in talking about mental health, eating disorder recovery, great at talking about the way that body image is shown and how celebrities endorse that. The Kardashians time and time again, whether it be their own brand or other brands that they are representing or being sponsored by, are so irresponsible in the way that they show this info to young people. And there are literal studies linking, <laughs> linking the effects that Instagram sponsorships such as waist trainers, detox teas have on young women. I don't know. I feel like knowing this information and ignoring it because you're getting what you need out of it is the height of privilege. And this is what happened here. And she throws <laughs> a party and then has the audacity to write on a piece of paper at the entrance, no photos. No, oh my no photos. Be like, we can hide this. Like, and then like, I'm so confused. Did you really think, I feel like every time they, one of them just tries to test the boundaries and see how far they can go, you know? I just want to, like, side note, 
the person that literally broke that rule was her sister. Kylie Jenner was the one that put everything <laughs> on her Instagram stories. It's like, do you guys not talk amongst yourselves? Do y'all not tell each other things? Like, I'm confused. Did your own family not get the memo? I, I didn't hate the Kardashians or the Jenners. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been like a huge fan because I'm never like, I, like, I don't watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I watch clips because they're sometimes ridiculously funny. I don't follow them on Instagram, but I will probably like indulge in the news about them once in a while. I have probably written an article about them too. But that being said, like, I just don't think I felt strongly either way about them. Mm-hmm. And they've done, it's like you said, like when you mentioned the detox teas, I agree. Those have been really irresponsible because not only does it like affect the way women think about themselves, it also like normalizes that. Like I remember being like probably like 14 and seeing literally this tea called like, I don't even remember, but I remember the packaging. Like I remember it so distinctly in my head being like looking how much shipping to Dubai was because I thought taking a 24 day detox tea where that's all you drink was normal and like fine to do. Um, And it's because of things like that. And even still, I would like be like, oh, not a big deal. They don't know they're doing like a bad thing. But for some reason, this was so shocking to me. And like, I don't know if you saw, but did you see that video of Kendall blowing the candles out and the server that's holding her cake like swerved away like back so like she wouldn't be blowing on him. And I'm just like, I feel so bad for everybody that worked that party because they were probably getting minimum wage, like literally exposed to so many people's germs. Mm -hmm. And like, God forbid they catch the virus, they catch, you know, COVID they're like probably going to be on like unpaid leave. They'll probably lose their jobs. Like they won't be able to sustain themselves anymore mm. for like that one night where they wanted to make a little money, yeah. you know? And like, I, I feel like I saw that video and I was like, wow, like that shows you just how much celebrities and rich people don't care. Like at the end of the day, like for them, it's like, oh, it's our world and y'all are just living in it. I was the same with the Kardashians where I was like I'd watch like an episode every now and then because they're funny and then when I started to critically look into the brand that they have built and how they have done that because a lot of the times people would say to me well she's a smart businesswoman Kim Kardashian and I am not disclaiming that in any way shape or form I don't know her don't know her at work (laughs) but I don't care who you are if you are going to cause harm to someone else in any shape way or form and you are happy and you can go to bed, sleep well, peacefully, knowing that, then that is a problem needs to be discussed. Yeah. So I think that it's like, oh, I don't want to miss out or lose my birthday or Halloween or insert whatever occasion people are using as an excuse is a very shitty and sort of like a scapegoaty excuse to use because there are people that are missing out on this might even sound morbid but like watching their family members pass away and like holding their hands while they do that there are people that have lost these family members in a span of a couple of days like I'm trying to remember who it was but like I knew of someone that literally caught COVID and passed away in three days he was on a work trip and he got stuck and he caught COVID and so did his son and passed away in three days and just leads me to believe that if anybody ever uses the excuse that it's like, oh, well, it was her birthday. Like we had to celebrate it. I just think at that point, like you're not only ignorant, you might even be a little dumb. 
and that might be harsh but I don't think it's harsh when there's lives on the table because Mm -hmm. it wasn't even like they had their own party and they just put each other at risk no you hired help you had staff tending to you you probably had valet drivers outside you probably had cleaners come clean up after you you're putting all these groups of people at risk so at some point it's no longer about like what you want and it's more so about like the greater good I guess I feel like it should have always been about that but in the scenario specifically if someone were to say oh like it was it was for it was like a one-time thing it was for her birthday it was for this it was for that it's like Mm. it's not about you it never was but especially right now it's not about you with celebrities like this if they're not gonna care that is the reality um I feel like when you're that rich you have like a category of people that you're around and that is your world privilege is just about it's a reality like Kendall Jenner is a rich white person um and like she holds that privilege exactly she is an individual who can afford to get treatment for COVID she's an individual who can afford to probably get treatment for everyone around her too so at the end of the day we need to I think just be questioning it holding these people accountable in a way that's productive of like hey like what did you think was going to happen I will say that I think you're right in the sense that while it's nice to think or it's good to hope that we can hold them productive uh, accountable mm. it's not really possible because yeah. At the end of the day, they don't don't really care. And I'm glad that you brought up the fact about privilege because this is something I did want to say, like, I am well aware of my privilege as well. Mm -hmm. I'm well aware of the fact that I am financially supported. I lived a comfortable life. Like, if I need healthcare, I have that. Like, I am aware of that. But I think it's like you said, like, privilege is not just one thing. So, for example, I know that when I'm living in Toronto, I am less privileged than others because I'm not white because I'm a visibly Muslim woman. Like there are different forms of privilege, you know? And that being said, for example, with the privilege that I know that I have is how I act on it, right? Because I'm not going out saying, oh, I can afford to get treatment if I get sick. Oh, like, I don't really care. Like, this is my lifestyle. Like, no, if I or you or anybody for that matter can put a stop to whatever their lifestyle might've been before, and make a change because that's the right thing to do and that's the responsible thing to do and that's what's good like for the greater good then I think that like I think that anybody can and I think that Mm. that's not a high standard to hold people to it's really not like it's not a high standard for me to expect you to make a change in your life during a global pandemic and I think that's at the very base of it right like Mm how much you care about others and how much you care about how uh, people other than yourself. I also think to some extent you can choose to not act despite mm. of the fact that you're privileged. And I think that's where you have to sort of hold yourself accountable when you do hold that privilege. And if you don't, that's irresponsible of you. And I don't know how you live your life, but you know, that's kind of, that's just, it's disappointing because I feel like the political climate that we're at now and have been for a while now, I think that these conversations and actions that we're taking when we talk about privilege and we talk about who is where in life, 
and how does that affect that person and other people around them is so important and it all comes down to empathy so you know next time anyone listening to this next time you want to pull a Kendall Jenner just remember this you know don't yes don't first of all don't but if you still want to remember this it's about compassion yeah and you kind of took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say to you what do you want people's main takeaway to be from this for Mm. anyone listening I think that I would say this is a rough time for people in different ways and regardless of who you are I think people's mental health has deteriorated and a couple of tips that I found on our website and a couple of things that our own authors and writers have written have been kind of helpful so I'll allude to those a little bit. Saria Adnan wrote an article about how to stop stressing out and although this article is talking more so about stressing out I think in terms of final season coming up and exam prep I think it applies here too. Surround yourself with love. She says that and honestly it's really underrated because whether that be virtually, whether that be yourself, first of all, you need to surround yourself with it. Because if you don't surround yourself with that love and compassion and empathy towards yourself first and then towards other people, you're not going to be able to survive. And other than that, I would also say it's okay to sort of take time for yourself to figure things out. A lot of psychologists have been talking about how during the pandemic. This has been a period of time when a lot of people have been reliving their past trauma, have been remembering past unresolved feelings from their childhood or from earlier. And it can be really rough. And as someone who has gone through that, and as someone who is a survivor, there's no reason why you should feel selfish. I would definitely say, if one thing I can give you away from this is learn how to sit with those feelings and be selfish about them. Like if you feel like, as Zainab said, she gets anxiety or I do too, to be honest, and talking to friends about, you know, like I don't, I can't hang out with you because I don't know where you've been and then on and on. Be accepting of that. That's okay to be selfish and say, you know what? I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. That's absolutely fine. What about you? Wow. I feel like you hit the nail right on the head, but I think I just want to reiterate one thing that you said and that's I think you said surround yourself with love and my friends know this and if they listen to this they're probably going to be laughing that I'm the biggest cheese ball and I'm a huge corn ball and I'm all (laughs) about that and I just think that it's so important I just think that like going out of your way or not even going out of your way just making it a point to text the people you love and whether that's saying hi I miss you or hey I hope you have a good day or hey like I'm thinking about this you know, um, and this reminded me of you or following up on something they've said to you before and being like, how is that going? Like, I just think those things are so small and so simple. Like I am definitely a victim of being too busy, you know, and very, very, you know, exhausted sometimes and burnt out um, just because of how many things I have going on. But I, but I know that when I take time out of my day, even if that's at like 3am when I'm so tired and I'm just getting in bed, if I text my friends being like, hi, daily reminder that I love and miss you. When I wake up the next morning, their responses are enough to get me through my week. Like they are so happy that like they cross my mind. And I think like a lot of the times 
the people we love do cross our minds we just never say it like we're just like oh yeah I'm thinking of this person like subconsciously but I'm just not like there's no need to tell them but there is a need there's always a need to just tell someone you love them so maybe that's my main takeaway like as you're listening to this whoever you are text like three people you love right now and tell them you love them in whichever way or form that it is. It doesn't have to be an I love you, but just let them know that you're thinking of them. And that's a wrap on episode one of Girl to Girl. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is a space where we discuss and share all the tips and tricks you need to shatter glass ceilings. If you have an idea that you want us to cover, reach out to us through our socials. You can follow us at the handle of Her Campus Ryerson on Instagram for more. This podcast is a production of Her Campus Ryerson. Our hosts and producers are Zainab Damji and Danya Ali. Our sound editors are Riley Martin, Heejin Kim, and Emma St. John. See you in two weeks.